0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Net Jabbar. This is going to be episode 167 of 2020. And uh, before we begin, please subscribe and share to my podcast. Um, this will let uh, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts uh, know that uh, people are following this podcast and it will. Would get it distributed even more. It'll be a great help. So um, today uh, I'm going to play uh, a Vortex episode uh, from Church Militant from Michael Voris' Vortex. It's um, it's called Unleash Hell. And but before we begin, uh, please let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, guardian of the Holy Church and terror of demons, pray for us. Saint Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Augustine, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, before I uh, play this uh, uh, Vortex episode, and I want to share it because um, I think Michael Voris, he does it a lot better when he tries to, when he basically ties all the knots Uh, connects all the dots, maybe. That's a better way of saying it. You know, um, human beings don't know. uh, We think because we're very materialistic in this world, because we don't see the supernatural, doesn't mean it's not there. Um, You know, the book um, by Paul uh, Kanker, um, The Devil and Karl Marx, I highly recommend that book really i do um is you know you know marx's ideas i mean it's interesting, I like what Michael Mill says there are bad ideas and there are very evil ideas, and sometimes there are both there's an idea that combines both and marx's i marx's um is is thinking his philosophy which is also very very bad um has unleashed it unleashes basically what i think is uh i'm going to call it the cain effect uh cain the the first son of adam and eve who committed murder and who began uh the uh, the civilization of violence which led to the flood it's because human beings, they're, they're sometimes in us. Uh, let's face it, the violent nature. It doesn't matter, you know, Cain himself was not a religious man. He was a violent man. He was a man who wanted everything. It's kind of like, I would say it's the picture of Karl Marx, of Stalin, of Hitler, of uh, Mussolini, um, you know, of, of Fidel Castro, um, you know, men, you know, of like S- Saddam Hussein, um, you know, uh, <laughs> these men, you know, men like Bin Laden, uh, Gaddafi, um, they want, um, they want everything. And they don't want any restrictions. And then you know, there's also the, you know, I mean, you could say there's the, the, the brute, and there's also the sophisticated monster, uh, who wants everything. And that's the problem. It's it's empire. It's it's looking at the world, waving your fist towards heaven, and saying, "I will not serve." And then there's the nature in us that wants, you know, unlimited sex, unlimited drugs, unlimited everything. And and then there is the self-loathing part because that's that's that basically comes next with with these men. It's the same thing what happened to uh, Alexander the Great. You know, once he has. Gotten what he wanted, once Julius Caesar gotten what, what they wanted, once Nero and Caligula gotten what they wanted, suddenly there's that unbelievable dissatisfaction. And then next you know comes the self destruction, comes the destruction of everything. Comes the uh the the, you know, the the madness, the fury, the rage, the hatred, the the, the self loathing and then everything comes comes down, comes falling down upon their heads and everybody's head, the good and the bad suffer. That's what I see what's happening. You know, that's what I see what's happening. We know um, Marx was like that. I mean, he was just unbelievably monstrous. I mean, he didn't rule. The one, the, the one thing that the 19th century was spared by was that this man held any political position. You know, he was just a self destructive intellectual. And I've met many of them, many of them in my life who are smart kids, come from a college background, and they couldn't, they, they were just lazy. They were just lazy. Smart. Fantastic college background. They were, their families paid, you know, and they got jobs that were beneath them, and it was strange. Strange people. I mean, these 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 you know privileged uh, people are strange. Anyway, I want to play this clip, and it's basically Michael Voris just warning, um, really trying to plead with people that they have to take part in the election, and I'll get back to you with. Um, Something else. All right, I'm going to play this episode of The Vortex. It's called The Unleash Hell. It's Michael Voris. So um, then I'll give my p- opinion afterward.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Vortex, where lies and falsehoods are trapped and exposed. I'm Michael Voris. Before we begin today, please remember to keep President Trump and the First Lady in your prayers for a speedy and full recovery. Now, we're less than a month out, but not just a month out from Election Day. We are less than a month out from what may very well be shaping up to be the end of this era. As many of you know who have been following Church Militant for a while now, we have been very concerned, and saying so, about the gathering evil clouds. We were concerned in 2016 and said so, as it appeared Hillary would win. Imagine where we'd be right now if that had happened. But right now, it appears increasingly likely that, at least in the natural order, that Biden will win. Understand that the forces that were behind Hillary are the same forces behind Biden. The only difference is that now they are enraged enraged that they weren't able to execute their wickedness four years earlier by their timetable they are four years behind by now they should have been able to usher in a socialist new world order and they could have done it somewhat quietly little by little no one really kind of paying that much attention but the surprise election of donald trump looking more and more like it was ordained by heaven through the demonic off course Depending on which side you are on, his election victory was either a reprieve or a delay. But here we are now, at this moment, uncertain as we peer into the future. Increasingly, important voices in the church are raising the alarm, a clarion call about what a Trump defeat would entail for not just the country but the world. Quote, The outcome of the U.S. election will determine whether the U.S. remains the leading power in the world, for freedom and democracy, or whether a communist dictatorship will assume that role for the global community. Closed quote. Those words are spoken by the highly influential Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, former prefect for the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, until he ran afoul of Francis's Vatican. He went on to add, quote, The free world owes the American people the salvation of Western civilization which has its foundation in the freedom and dignity of every person. But his legacy is now being challenged. That's the world that Mueller foresees if Trump loses. The end of Western civilization, formed by the Catholic Church, by the way. But what arises in its place? That's the second voice we'd like to speak to. Quote, We would be faced with an Orwellian dictatorship of the deep state and the deep church, in which the rights we today consider fundamental and inalienable would be trampled, the mainstream media will be complicit. That assessment from Archbishop Viganò a couple days ago. In fact, it's even more than that. He references St. Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians, speaking of the forces of evil which would precede the appearance of the Antichrist. Those forces of evil, of the permitting of evil, greater evil than we see now, are currently being restrained, held back by heaven. But a Biden victory would signal that hell has been unleashed, according to Vigano. He says Biden is, quote, a puppet manipulated by the elite, a puppet in the hands of people thirsty for power and willing to do anything to expand it, closed quote. He also laments the hierarchy's participation in all of this. The universal religion advocated by the United Nations and by Freemasonry finds active collaborators in the leaders of the Catholic Church who usurp its authority and adulterate its magisterium. All of this is on its way to becoming a preparation for Antichrist. Whether that will be sooner than later, nobody knows, but the world is on the verge barely teetering on a free fall into near-total darkness. Consider that part of all this has been accomplished by the Marxist-minded, politically woke atmosphere now gripping every corporate boardroom in America. Late last week, the former CEO, former CEO of Twitter, Dick Costolo, tweeted, quote, Me first capitalists who think you can separate society from business are going to be the first people lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution. I'll happily provide video commentary." Costello was responding to another CEO who said he was going to decouple political activism in his workplace from regular business for those employees who are sick and tired of the cancel culture. See, once this Pandora's box is opened there is no closing it. The entire country has been prepped ahead of time politically, culturally, commercially for a woke culture that will give no allowance for religious beliefs or even personal conscience. As Vigano points out, like Church Militant has been shouting for years now, the media has led the way in this. To provide some measure of counter to their evil is why we started St. Michael's Media. As we peer into the future, these apocalyptic happenings will either occur relatively soon or they will be forestalled. They will happen The question is, when? Next year? Ten years from now? A hundred years from now? But as we ponder that thought, the question arises, can you imagine a world where more would need to be done to receive who St. Paul calls the man of lawlessness? Millions and millions of children murdered in the womb every year. Sodomy celebrated as a rite and even forced on children in schools a church whose leadership has all but abandoned the faith, the supernatural faith across the world. If there was a time that earth would be ready to begin its final birth pains, it appears this might be that time. Yes, there is much more to this election than meets the eye. Much more. Make sure you are in a state of grace and praying every day. If hell is about to be unleashed, unchained from the depths, Very few will survive. Only the souls committed deeply to our Lord and His Blessed Mother. God love you. I'm Michael Voris.
0: Okay, so I'll get back with something. Michael Voris has, uh, I think, connected the dots perfectly together. Last couple of months, um, for the year now, I have read, um, Archbishop Vigano's letters, as many letters as I can possibly can. I think I'll probably start revisiting some of them more. Um, the dots were connected. I mean, since Vigano came out about the McCarrick scandal and connecting McCarrick to much of the, uh, the corruption, that's been going on within the church. And then also uh, from the time that Pope Francis agreed and signed that free Masonic Abrahamic house deal, whatever the pact where he has agreed that God will, the polarity of many religions undermining the, the the mission of the the message of Christ uh, throwing Christ under the bus and uh, making the message of the gospel equal to that of all other religions. And then the Amazonian Synod with the Pakimama has, again, stained the papacy. Um, with, with many other, I mean, with the deal with China, the covenant with China, the pact with China, Where he threw our brothers and sisters in the faith under, under the bus, shameful, shamelessly. And again, trying to renew that deal again. It's, it's, it's a, it's scandalous and unfortunate. Now he recently came out, CNN reported where he, Pope, uh, Francis has, uh, said that, um, capitalism has failed, uh, has failed us during the pandemic again um uh, i think george newhouse i think uh, i think his name uh, he did work for uh, church militant referred to pope francis as an obnoxious pope i, I have to agree with him um cardinal um archbishop vigano vigano has uh, said that re- He's often referred to this as the brogolian papacy and and a lot of people of course feel that he's insulting the Pope, but this is true. yet we have to look at this from how Pope Francis entered the scene, how Benedict exited the stage, and how Pope Francis entered the stage. It is a brogolian papacy. And also the signs that we have seen, especially McCarrick, um, related to the, uh, St. Gallen Mafia who has worked, who have worked to push Benedict out, out of the stage and have had their eye on Bergoglio to fulfill whatever they wanted. I think we're, we're seeing, we're seeing the, the events of the apocalypse being played out. Put out of your mind all that Hollywood stuff, the Omen, the Left Behind series. The, the Hollywood loves, you know, basically it's a Hollywood horror story, but not that there aren't some things in there, but it's a Hollywood horror story. We're talking about from the scripture perspective as um total complete apostasy Paul used the word apostasy a complete falling away, a complete rebellion against the faith and not and in many ways mankind doesn't really want to see it. you know we've had this idea this this idea of separation of church and state uh, uh that what happens on Earth, does not involve heaven, that man has a complete freedom. That's, that's not true. That is absolutely not true. Spiritual things are always involved in events. God, Christ, all authority of heaven and earth have been handed over to our Lord. We just don't like thinking about that. We want to believe that we have complete freedom and autonomy to do what we want and how we want to do things and that god minds his own business that is not true there are supernatural shadows behind us angels and demons heaven has always has its hand involved we have to really accept that to to really believe that god is not involved in political events is foolish read the book of daniel read the whole entire bible read the whole entire bible the minute we are brought into the story of the exodus there's politics kings prophets false idols god heaven people oppressed people not people having a misconception the faithful have a misconception about god what god what you know what god should be and what their relationship with god should be instead of accepting and being humble that you have to be humble and that you have no control of your life okay a people who have been oppressed slaves had no control of their lives here on earth and then all of a sudden when god enters the scene and god puts his hand into history and then suddenly molding events shaping events to deliver you and we show we we the israelites are basically a picture of us of un, of our unappreciation for what heaven gives us they rebelled against him mumbled and grumbled you brought us out here to die. You should have left us back in Egypt. At least we gotten some something in the cook in the in the uh, pots. At least they've given us some food. And then, you know, wanting to go back to your slaves state. And this is exactly what these people are doing. They don't realize this. You know, the reporters really shocked me. They surprised me, in a sense, all these reporters who hate Trump They don't realize what what they're doing. Do they really think that a Marxist socialist system is going to respect the freedom of the press? No. They're actually handing over their own freedom to a totalitarian state that will limit all of the freedom of the press. What what position do they think they're going to have? when the noose starts tightening around their neck. That's that's the thing that shocks me about this, all this. It really does. You know, one of the interesting things about when you look into this uh, events, these apocalyptic events that are happening, I don't know what's going to happen. If Trump doesn't win, Heaven is still in charge. Christ is still in charge. The world doesn't revolve around him. He's, he's part of the big major events that are about to happen. I hope and I pray he does win. I believe he's going to win. I'm going to be cautious. You know, when we wake up the next day, Wednesday morning, we'll see what happens. Um, I pray. I've been praying. I've been praying my rosaries for him. Um, and I want him to win, not because of his, just him alone, but because for all of us to give us that extra edge, time to change the culture. You know, um, also, I believe that he has done uh, things that are very, very important, very important for for Christians. I think that is one of the most important things about uh the Trump era, is that it has remarkably um, woken up Christians. I really do appreciate the fact that I think it has drawn Catholics and Protestants closer together. And I I really appreciate that. And I really do believe that... uh, the reunion between the Catholics and Protestants is coming back together. Um, the constant hostility against the the Christian community, the Christian, the church, especially, I, I haven't gotten that New York Times article against Amy Coney Barrett, which attacked and questioned if Catholicism is compatible to American culture. Uh, hopefully I'll get my hands on that article. Uh, remarkable. The fact that someone would write that, when Catholics have been here in this country since the since the the, before the Revolution, you know, it's amazing how these people have have such an unbelievable hostility towards religious people, questioning the right of religious people to participate in the public arena. It's just remarkable. But also, what's interesting about this is that I found interesting about this book, The Double and Karl Marx, is that how religious the Marxist, socialist, communists are. They are really very, very religious. Now, in not in a sense the way Christians and Jews are, in a sense the way I would say a satanist is. There is a there is a satanic element in the book, uh, in the Romanian prisons, the communist prisons, as well as in other areas. The things that they have done to Christians is beyond shocking belief. the The level of blasphemous, sexual, odious behavior, uh, attacks against the Eucharist, attacks. Against the Blessed Mother, constant sexual assaults associated with Christian symbolism was unbelievable in in, in the in the uh, archives that were discovered. This was done during uh, Gorbachev's era when he when he assigned an individual to investigate the pres- the interrogation of Christians. Uh, one. Orthodox priest who denounced his faith because of the level of torture that was committed on on him, sexual as well as uh, mental. I mean, all of it is mental. When he was questioned, why did you denounce your faith? And he bursted out in tears and said, please stop judging me. I suffered far more than Christ did on the cross. I was flabbergasted by that response. That's how much they broke him. That's how much they have tortured him. I mean, what they did to him and the symbolic attacks against, um, against the Eucharist, uh, against sacrament of baptism in one case, they in in one and when, and when they, what they've done to people is that they took buckets of urine and then they would mock baptism by pushing the person's head in a barrel a barrel not a bucket a barrel of urine and feces to mock baptism using the baptismal words that's how much perverse, these people were. There's an unbelievable element of Satanism because Karl Marx himself believed that his whole, that his soul, which should have been destined for heaven, was owned by hell, was claimed by hell. Where did he get that from? I don't know. We, we, you know, it does there's, there's a lot about Karl Marx's personal life we don't know. Yes, some suspicion that he might have been involved in some satanic practices. I believe it was true. Sorry, um, I'm doing this around the mid afternoon, so there's going to be noise outside. But I want to, I want to get this done. Um, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I could not believe it. I would never have come up with this, but Satanists have done these things um other other uh, they've taken icons they've taken um other symbols and they've done horrible things to to they made it so they made the environments to the point where it was literally i mean you've heard stories about america uh, american horror i think it makes uh those stories uh, that we see on tv I never watched that show. I never could get through it. I don't really care to now. Um, look like a Wonderland, Munchkinland, basically. It's horrible. You know, there is some something within this practice of Marxism. Unfortunately, it is satanic. How can it not be? How can it not be? How could anything like this not be? And look at these people. Even now, there's stories about Black Lives Matter involved in necromancy. When they attacked Rand Paul, when he came out from the, um, the RNC convention in the White House, they brought up Brian Taylor. And one of the interesting things, they demanded that Rand Paul say her name. Now uh in necromancy, they often would take what they consider is a fallen martyr, according to people who study Satanism, and they would use that person to channel what they what the people in the uh this this seance, seance practice, they want to believe they're calling the spirit of that fallen person uh uh. George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, or any other person like Michael Brown or whatever, they want to believe that they're calling the person spirit, but they don't realize they're actually channeling a demon who's using the name of that person as a camouflage. And black lives matter. People are involved in this form of necromancy, uh, which is, you know, chatteling the dead they would often chattel the dead there's other practices of it but this is this is what they've got involved in now look at the back in 2016 with the uh, Abramovich Maria Abramovich a Romanian who was involved in some for what you call spirit cooking again it's a form of witchcraft and um Podesta, John Podesta and his brother were very much involved in this, very much involved in this practice. And it, it, I know some people would think you're going overboard with it. No, the evidence is there. The, the WikiLeaks article, WikiLeaks uh, files showed emails where they actually... We're saying at the party, there will be kids, underage children, who will be in the pool. Nobody bothered to question these things. The the there, there there's been cases where they believe that some of these people got involved in child sexual practices, that it, that they actually got involved in this stuff. A lot of people who in these political arenas, especially in Hollywood. Have gotten involved in these things. I know some people don't want to believe it, but it's true. I mean, Satanism involves also child sexual sacrifice. It's in the emails. All, all I'm saying is look at it yourself. Anyway, I'm going to end it here. I know this is, was not the most uh, uplifting, but then again, you know, there hasn't been too much of it this year. I'm going to start reading um, John Henry Newman's uh, book. I have it here. Give me a minute. Uh, A Confederacy of Evil by Cardinal Newman on the End Times. Uh, Blessed John Henry Newman, now who's St. Newman, St. John Henry Newman. So um, it's, I think, going to be helpful for us to uh, understand the uh the theology of uh the the end times so um hopefully i'll start doing it uh by this weekend and uh, hopefully i'll have a quiet environment please pray for that so we're going to end it here and uh god bless and be well and uh, we'll be back together again soon